Okay, listeners, we have an announcement to make. We are looking for your submissions. So we're going to do a multi-episode spooky Halloween series. So what we need from you are spooky stories. Do you have ghost stories, paranormal stories, things that can be explained that you want to talk about on our podcast? Let us know. So you can email us at tellmesomethingrealpodcast at gmail.com. You can leave us a voice message at our Anchor FM page. And then let us know whether you want to want us to read your story or if you want to send it to us on a voicemail or if you want to come on the podcast and tell it yourself. We would love to have you. So let us know between now and October 27th. Send us your stories. We want to hear from you. Welcome to the Tell Me Something Real podcast. Real people, real stories, real talk. And we are back for episode four. This week we're going to be having some real conversation all about alternative health care. So we want to share some of our own experiences and hopefully maybe open some of your minds to other great wellness sources that's out there for you. But first, as always, we want to catch up from last week and give you some updates. Okay, so I'm still reading that signs book that is all about messages from the universe. Mm -hmm. But I am also reading this book called Tight Hip Twisted Core by Christine Koff. It's all about the iliacus and psoas. So I'm very interested. It was a daily deal on Amazon, which is my favorite guilty pleasure um, to buy every daily deal that ever existed. So I'm going to read that and then I will tell you all about what to do about hip pain. Um, So that's new this week. And I am also, I've gotten back into learning Spanish on Duolingo. Nice. I've been learning, before we went to Ireland, I learned Gaelic, or started learning Gaelic. It's mm-hmm. like a whole language. Oh, yeah. And I then started learning Scottish Gaelic, and now I'm getting back into Spanish because I took eight years of Spanish in school and uh, don't really speak Spanish, and that's embarrassing. Um, I also... Okay, I've got a lot of updates, so I hope. Oh, good. Well, you just go right for it. (laughs) Okay, so I also I don't know if I mentioned this last week. I know I mentioned the Deepak Chopra app that there was like a new app. Well, I downloaded it, and I am moving very quickly through the seven day beginner meditation series, Mm -hmm. and it's so good. I love it. It's just, it's exactly like those 21 day Deepak and Oprah meditations that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is really exciting. I bought this amazing vegan and cruelty-free nail polish from this Etsy shop called Comet Vomit Polish. We'll put it in the notes. It's so good. The kind that I'm wearing right now is called um, intergalactose intolerance, which is the best name for nail polish that I've ever heard in my entire life. And I love it. Absolutely. I can't stop staring at my nails. It's so great. <laughs> it looks so, like fun funfetti cake. It does. I love it. Okay. So what's new with you? 
Well, um, first and foremost, I went to the emergency room over the weekend, which was all of my worst, you know, medical fears rolled into one. I hate going to the emergency room. So in order for me to justify it, I have to feel like I'm dying. So that's obviously where I was at over the weekend. I was having this really severe abdominal pain that was lasting for a couple of days and like over-the-counter pain medicine wasn't touching it at all. Like it was doing nothing, which made it feel more scary. And then there was like this throwing up blood thing and that kind of sent me rushing to the hospital. Um, Oh my goodness. And the whole time that I'm going, I'm like, I'm just going to get there and they're going to either tell me I have cancer or they're going to tell me nothing's wrong. And I wasn't sure which one of those things was more scary because I obviously, those are the two options. (laughs) I don't believe there's nothing (laughs) wrong. Nothing's wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Well, if you, if you type in any Google it (laughs) on WebMD as a woman, you're either dying of ovarian cancer or you're pregnant. So yeah. So anyway, they thought maybe I was having a heart attack. They gave me an EKG. That was fine. They did all this blood work. That all came back fine. Um, They gave me a pregnancy test. I'm not pregnant. So they sent me home and told me it was really bad menstrual cramps, which makes zero sense. So I'm still convinced I'm dying of cancer. And they're not going to determine that I have it until it's like stage four. And they're gonna be like, you have two weeks to live. That's what I'm thinking. So how are you feeling now, though? Are you, are you better? Well, let me tell you, on the way to the hospital, I already started feeling better. The longer I laid in the emergency room, the better I felt. By the time I saw a doctor, I literally wasn't even in pain anymore. So that's, mm-hmm. you know, how that goes. I've noticed that the abdominal pain only comes in the evening between the hours of like 5.30 p.m. and midnight. And then it goes away Um, and I'm usually fine during the day. Uh, and now I feel totally fine. It hasn't bothered me at all. So I don't know, maybe I had a miscarriage. That's all I can can come up with that would explain being really sick, having really bad cramps for a couple of days and it not being, you know, connected to any health issues at all that can be Mm -hmm. determined. So I guess I'm fine, but yeah, it was my least favorite type of healthcare since we're talking about alternative healthcare today, um, that sort of mainstream emergency room thing. You know, I've spent a lot of time in my life in the hospital and I've been sick. I got hit by a car. I mean, you know, maybe one day we'll go into all the stories about the crazy health things I've had in my life, but I'm a pretty healthy, you know, middle-aged woman. Yeah, I just despise that whole... I really don't appreciate that we're calling ourselves (laughs) middle-aged. But we're early middle-aged. I plan to live longer than that. I (laughs) cannot do that to myself yet. We're on like the... the Not that there's anything wrong with middle age, but I feel like... (laughs) I I feel like at least 50. Yeah, yeah. It's funny that I remember thinking 40 was really old. Um. I think 40 40, sounds really cool to me now. 40 is the new 30. That's what we'll keep saying to ourselves. So anyway, but okay. So other than going to the emergency room and thinking I was dying, um, I started a new book that I wanted to tell you about. And actually my husband got it for me because he was so grumpy at the emergency room because we were there like all night and he was so tired. Um, He felt really bad. So he went and bought me an apology gift 
which was um, the new John Woodward book called Rage, which um, Bob. maybe it is Bob. You know, I wrote down John. I don't know what's going on. Bob Woodward. Uh, anyway, Bob Woodward's new book, Rage, about Donald Trump's handling of the coronavirus pandemic. So that's um, a really weird apology gift, just FYI. And I think it tells our <laughs> listeners a lot about you and your husband. Um, well, and there, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot going on behind the scenes there um, that we won't go into. Okay, so is there anything pressing that you want to tell me about this book? Yes. Spoiler alert, we're all going to die. That's all I know yet. <laughs> Great but news. Pretty sure, <laughs> pretty sure that's what the uh, the book's going to be about. So okay. we'll see. I'll update you guys uh, again next week and let you know how it's going. And I want to say that I'm not normally a political nonfiction reader, but um, but yeah, since it was a makeup gift from my husband, and I'm basically just exhausted from watching nonstop 24-hour news, uh, this is kind of a nice breakup where it's like going really in-depth into one story. So a little bit of a change, but still getting news. It's very well written. I will say that. Yeah, I Super definitely look forward to how it's all going to go mm-hmm. in real life and in the book. Yeah. Okay. Well, Kelly, Kelly, I have some breaking news. This just oh in. Wait, what? <laughs> I need to interrupt this podcast to tell you and our listeners something that I j- literally just found out, like this okay. moment. I'm ready. So, I does think. everybody remember the Showtime series Dexter? Of course. Yes. Okay. So, that was one of my favorite shows. I'm not even joking. I have literally rewatched the entire series from beginning to end. Four separate times in my life. That's a lot of times. Watch it at least once a year um, just to keep it fresh. So when I say that I'm very excited to hear that they have just announced they're releasing another season, a 10-part series. What? I'm pretty much like the happiest person on earth right now. Dexter is the only character that Michael C. Hall has played that I really am just absolutely in love with. I never could really get into his character that much on like Six Feet Under. And then he did that show where he had like a British accent on Netflix Mm -hmm. last year. And that was a good show, but I'm in love with Dexter. Like I want to marry him. I actually really hate the last season where he meets the girl that he falls in love with because I feel like he's coming in between us. So anyway, okay. I <laughs> we're going down a very dark path here. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if our listeners need to hear this this aspect of your personality. Um, it's very important. Okay, <laughs> but we'll end there. I'm, okay, I'll just say that. So. I think we should move up <laughs> in evolution. Yes, with alternative healthcare. Yay! Um, which is is not serial killing yes sort of the opposite it's sort of the opposite (laughs) so this one's going to be about keeping people alive and well yes all right so first of all all right talking about alternative health care i know that some people might be like what is that so first of all i want to tell you a little bit about what are we talking about when we talk about alternative health care? So I pulled up this handy little 
note sheet from Johns Hopkins and it's hopkinsmedicine.org if you want to check it out um, about what are the different types of complementary and alternative medicine. So that's what a lot of people are calling it now because it's not it's not the opposite of Western medicine or, you know, going to a doctor. Mm-hmm. It's a complement to that. So you can do both. You don't have to choose one or the other, which is really important to know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that when you hear a lot of these names, you're going to be like, what? I already do that. Of course, I've heard of that. But yeah. so let me go over just, a, a, you know, the examples of them. So one is traditional alternative medicine, which can include acupuncture, Ayurveda, homeopathy, naturopathy, or Chinese medicine. Um, Another one is body. So that's going to encompass things like chiropractic, massage, body movement therapy, tai chi, and yoga. Then there's diet and herbs. So that's dietary supplements, herbal medicine, nutrition, and diet. External energy, which could be electromagnetic therapy, reiki, or qigong. Then there's mind which is meditation, which we've talked about, mm-hmm. um, biofeedback, hypnosis, and then the senses, art, dance, music, visualization, and guided imagery. So we've all heard about a lot of those things. So hopefully that we're all on the same page now and we kind of have an idea of what alternative healthcare is. And now we want to talk about our experiences with it and just touch a little bit on it because I'm sure we can go on and on about this. Yeah. And maybe later we will talk more in depth about some of these things. I know certainly I can talk extensively about massage much more than I could talk about maybe another topic. So yeah, for sure. So Kelly, what are some alternatives to start? (laughs) You, I want you to start. I want you to tell me what um, types of alternative medical things you've tried. Okay. So, I mean, I will say just to, pre- I will preface this by saying I haven't had a general practitioner my entire adult life. Wow. So like I go to the gynecologist every year, I go to the optometrist, um, the dentist, but I have never gone to a GP. I don't even know what they do or why I would need to go to one. I think it's important to have one, um, but I, I don't know. However... I did over a decade ago, I was in a car accident. I got whiplash, mm. which I totally thought was a fake thing that people used oh just my gosh. to get insurance money. Like I totally thought whiplash wasn't real. That's crazy. Then I got it. And I was really not, I've never really been into, um, you know, taking a prescription or taking mm-hmm. medication. I don't even like taking things like, you know, Tylenol or ibuprofen or anything. So I wanted to, you know, find a whole body um, alternative to just going to a chiropractor because everyone was telling me, oh, you need to go to a chiropractor, you need to go to a chiropractor. And I just, oh, and then also obviously like the ambulance person who I spoke with wanted me to go to a doctor. And I knew that if I went to the doctor because I had been in a car accident years prior they would just give me like a huge dose of Advil and send me home and mm-hmm. that would be it. And then nothing would be fixed. Yep. So I found this place that was like this universal healthcare place. Mm-hmm. I can't let me in Los. This is when I lived in Los Angeles. Um, universal city medical group actually is what they're called. And they do con- uh, conventional and complementary health. 
it was amazing. So I walked in and like we talked about, I guess they usually do like sports medicine. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was very clear to me that they weren't just going to hand me a pill and tell me to leave. So they did all of this chiropractic stuff, which changed my views about chiropractic work. You know, there was a lot of like conditioning and explaining to me exactly what they were doing and why they had to do this every couple of weeks or every week. There was like a whole process to it. And Mm -hmm. then alternatively, instead of giving me Advil or something, they were like, okay, we're going to start you on this dose of magnesium. Go to the Mm -hmm. store, buy this type of magnesium, take this many then take this many and then, you know, we'll figure out your correct dose and this will help loosen your muscles. It will like help relax you, blah, blah, blah. It was just so much better than the Advil. And after just weeks, I actually ended up going there for several months, but after just Mm -hmm. weeks, I felt like a person, I had a pain in my neck and shoulder that I thought would never go away my entire life. And I felt healed after this Mm. process it was just so amazing I loved it so much um and I still use things that I learned going to them today when I have issues with my neck wow Um, so after that I started going to I moved and so I stopped going to them and then I wanted to find I had an issue and didn't want to go to a GP because of the issues like the things that I talked about before, I just don't want to be given a pill and pay money and go home. So I found a naturopath and this place was amazing. So first of all, it was completely covered by my health insurance, which I don't have now. Which I don't is awesome. have, <laughs> right. Like my health insurance now does not cover alternative care. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, so it was completely covered they worked on a sliding scale. They were super, you know, money friendly. Mm-hmm. So it was accessible to anyone. And I would go in and, well, first of all, they did complete blood work. Now to me before blood work was, you know, like five different things. And that was mm-hmm. it. They tested everything, like my nutrition, like, you know, all of the, all of the things that you would think about testing, they test. And then the thing that was really exciting and important to me was their whole thing was to look at your whole life, mm-hmm. everything that's going on in your life, and then diagnose and treat based on that because they see that everything that's going on with you affects your body. And so I would go to an appointment and for the first half hour or so, it was almost like a therapy session. Mm. Like, we would sit and talk about what was going on in my life and how that might be affecting me and how that might be different from the week before. And then they would do acupuncture based on all of those things. And then based on like my heart rate and stuff, I don't Mm -hmm. know enough about acupuncture to know like exactly how it works. And then if I needed something after that, like a tincture or something, they would give me that. And it was always like, totally organic and natural and I can tell you that I would have like the biggest feeling of like zen and amazingness Mm. when I would leave that place and I would feel wonderful until my next next experience and I was going 
every week, every other week, as much as I possibly could, because it was like the best experience of my life. And we dabbled in Ayurveda and Ayurveda since then. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know enough about it. I do have friends who study it like intensely. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, it's a lot because it's like a whole process. And Ayurveda is basically like very confusing to me. I've dabbled in it too. Yeah. And, um, it's, it's something I can't maintain. Like I'll get into it. I'll do the thing where I figure out like which type of person I am. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What Vishnu I am. And, and, um, but literally it's like every food that I actually can enjoy eating is one of the foods I'm not supposed to eat. Same. And then there's like a different thing where you're like supposed to eat for your blood type, which is like, I don't, that stuff is too much for me, but I think it's valuable. And, and I think if you can find subtle ways to incorporate it into your life, Mm -hmm. then that's the most accessible way to use it. But yeah, I mean, you could spend your entire life studying Ayurveda and, and still there'd be more to, no, right. I think. And just to throw out there, Ayurveda is, is basically like studying the imbalances of the mind, body, spirit and connecting all of that and then mm-hmm. making everything in tune. And then if one of one of those aspects is out of sync with the others, then it can really throw things off in your body and, and your well-being. So it's about balance. It's about balance. Mm-hmm. Um, it yeah. just encompasses a lot. Balance. And it's it's something that people have been doing for thousands of years. So it makes sense that it would encompass a lot, but you know, it's like, it's like learning a whole new language and I'm just not up for that, but it does fascinate me. And I have to say, I know you're going to talk about acupuncture, but I have to tell you just how much I love acupuncture. I miss it. So basically naturopathy is like illegal where I live. Um, in the sense oh, no. that doctors really do try to like run out naturopaths and it's not really seen mm-hmm. as a real medicine, which is insane to me because it really has helped me more than any other type of medicine that I can, can imagine. Yeah. Um, and that's not to say that that's conventional, <laughs> yeah, that's not to say that conventional medicine is bad. It's just, everything has its place. And, um, mm-hmm. I just, I wish that, you know, all of these things were available everywhere. Mm-hmm. And that insurance covered them. Yes. I, being someone who worked in the massage field, I definitely watched how insurance uh, does not favor people in these alternative therapies. And in fact, whiplash was the only thing I ever got paid for working on as a massage therapist wow. from an insurance company. And it was really easy um, to submit uh, and and bill insurance for that. They made that process actually pretty smooth. That's interesting. Comparatively to trying to bill other things. That's interesting. For massage. Yeah. I will tell you that it took a year for the car that hit me's insurance to pay for that for that wow. whiplash situation. I felt so bad because I was like getting all of this amazing care, and then it was such a battle. But that's like an insurance thing, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But it's it's also crazy though when I'm thinking about that and thinking about how I felt about both acupuncture and um like chiropractic work I totally didn't believe these were real things so there's all this Mm. false information going around about you know I'd heard of like quack doctors for 
as mm-hmm. chiropractics. And I'm like, oh, they just want your insurance. People changed my life. Mm-hmm. Like I could not move yeah. parts of my body. And then all of a sudden I could, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Well, and I think there are different types of chiropractors. I, as a massage therapist, was actually pretty anti-chiropractor because I know my grandmother started going to one and she basically was prescribed by the chiropractor to see him twice a week for the rest of her life. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, does she really need that much chiropractic work? And she hadn't had a car accident or anything. Mm -hmm. She just had um, some neck tension and, and she had a, a bit of a hunch in her back mm-hmm. from, I think, stooping over a lot in her life. And, um, but yeah, I saw it to me as this thing where like a subscription service, they get you like hooked in and you have to keep paying every single week and you can never stop or you, you know, you get worse well, again, like right away. That was my view of it, I but say- I've had a good experience too. Yeah. I mean, I will say that the place that I went said that too. Like they were like, this is going mm-hmm. to be an ongoing thing. Um, that said, I can think of so many things that we actively pay for on a regular level, justify. And then when it comes to our healthcare or our bodies, we won't do that. Um, a really good example mm-hmm. of that is like vitamins. Like I mm-hmm. pay for vitamins every month. Some of my vitamins come like bi-weekly and I'm not going Mm -hmm. to just stop taking them and I think about like when I would stop going to to those appointments um my muscles would really get messed up because I guess the way that Mm -hmm. muscles work and I am not a doctor um (laughs) but from what I remember about this situation many years ago is that they put them where they're supposed to be. And then your muscles will really like put effort into trying to get back to where they were. So it's like a constant battle mm-hmm. to train the things inside your body to be in a different place. It's just like when you have bad posture, you yeah. have to train your body to, you know, use those muscles that you have been letting be lax that gives you bad posture. So it does mm-hmm. make sense that it would be something that you would do regularly um, it's just uh, costly, especially when insurance doesn't cover it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's just a thought yeah. that I had because I mean, you know, I that's what I thought too um, when they said, "Oh, you're going to need to come every week, or you're going to need to come every other week." And I thought, "Well, that's ridiculous. I can't do that." But in hindsight, it does make sense to me keep mm-hmm. something up and keep doing yeah. something so you know when it's treating whiplash absolutely I think that's 100 percent. and I know that because I've done that kind of work as a massage therapist and I've worked in conjunction with chiropractors and your only hope for any sort of long-term healing is to consistently week by week for a year or two years or more depending on how severe the whiplash is keep keep doing that because what happens you're right what happens is the bones get out of the right place so your like spinal bones will get just ever so slightly moved um like from something like a car accident or some sort of injury and then the muscles solidify to that position and so then there's a point where 
it's like the muscles are holding the bone into that wrong position. And so you've got to relax the muscles through massage and then the chiropractic work will get the stuff back into place, but you got to keep those muscles relaxed so that they don't just start pulling those bones back out of whack again. And when you use those two things together, that's what's going to actually lead to the long-term benefits because you're going to have the, the bones in the right place and the muscles not pulling them out of the right place by being massaged and relaxed. So, right. Yes, it's really I fascinating. I mean, all of this stuff is, it, it, the body is fascinating. That's all. It is. <laughs> really fascinating. And how incredible to, to, you know, think about wellness being a whole body perspective. Mm-hmm. I think it's so weird that we in Western medicine are very good about, um, you know, separating the body mm-hmm. and compartmentalizing. Right. That's the word I'm looking for. You know, if you have a headache, well, then we'll, let's treat your, your head and let's only treat the symptom by giving you pain medication like instead of being like well what's causing your headache and I know again from being a massage therapist most headaches are caused by neck tension and neck tension can connect into shoulder tension which can Mm -hmm. clamp down on your ulnar nerve which can cut off the blood flow to your hand which can ultimately make you feel like you're having a heart attack in some cases or your hands can go numb and so in reality you might have headaches and and numb hands and what really you have is tight muscles in your shoulder and neck you're not having a heart attack you're not having you know uh you're not you know having like a you know nerve loss in your hands it's actually all based around the way your muscles are interacting with other parts of your body so that's what I really love yeah I agree with you like and I do think that using all of these things and there are so many of the things that I mentioned from um that Johns Hopkins thing that we have talked about already and so many things that we do use like I absolutely use nutrition and supplements and yoga and we've already talked about meditation I use all of these things and I think that it's really broadened my mind. I know my husband gets really frustrated with me because anytime there's anything going on with him, I'm like, what did you eat today? What did you eat last week? Well, what are you, mm-hmm. are you stressed about anything? You know, because, and I'm, I'm very rarely yeah. going to what the, you know, the ailment is because that's just a symptom actually going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love how yeah. all of these things have, have changed my viewpoint about the body and how everything mm-hmm. is connected. But let's get yeah. back to, I've gone off on a tangent now. So tell me Tangents all about good, your experience. Especially when we're talking. <laughs> so I, I've had similar experiences, except I haven't had a naturopath. But I remember when you were working with the naturopath and I was just in love. And I think you even shared the name. Yes. I just couldn't and get I'm up to you, Portland. It's Essential Family Medicine. If anybody's in Portland, they are the best and I love them. Yeah. Um, So yeah, it wasn't practical for me to travel up there routinely to see her, but I have in the back of my mind been wanting to find someone um, more close to where I live Mm -hmm. who does something similar. And Oregon's full of that stuff. It's a lot of the reason I moved to Oregon. They're viewed, I think, by states like South Carolina as like the hippie state or, 
you know, the one place in the country where tie dyes are still in fashion, which by the way is a hundred percent correct. Everybody here is sporting tie dyes like on a regular basis. You just don't see that in other areas maybe, but anyway, so there's lots of naturopaths. Just to interrupt you here. I have three tie dye t-shirts that one of my favorite comedians, Esther Pavitsky made herself. So yay. And uh, you know, if you're looking for a good birthday gift, I always love a tie-dye. Good to know. So just drop a little hint there. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I didn't have the experience you did with the car accident, but I can't even remember now what it was, but I did have some back or neck, some spinal thing that was happening with me years ago, back when I was still working as a massage therapist. And I found a chiropractor, and I think the name of the practice was like alternative wellness center, which right off the bat sounds perfect because it's got alternative and wellness Mm -hmm. and center all, you know, all my favorite words going on right there. So, um, but, but he was such a great doctor. I told him I was a massage therapist and he completely treated me like an equal. He talked to me, you know, as like a medical professional and he spoke to me in all the big people, medical words Mm -hmm. that, you know, I had been trained to understand. So I appreciated that. He did explain everything he did uh, before he did it. And, um, and, and he said his goal was to fix the problem so that I didn't need to come back. And sure enough, I think I did two visits with him. Then it was like two or three years before I felt like I needed to go back. I went back. He did another little adjustment. Mm-hmm. And then years went by and I was having some other little problems that I wasn't sure if it was um, bone or muscle. Mm-hmm. And I went to him and he said, you know, I think this is a muscle problem. It, it doesn't need chiropractic treatment. So he actually yeah. talked himself right out of, you know, having, you know, me as a patient by being honest with me about what was going on. And I really appreciated that. Um, so, yeah, I think in the course of like 10 years, I've seen him four times. Wow. That is and, so cool. and every time, like, he truly did fix me. It wasn't that I was like, you know, I can't afford to go back. Because even better, my insurance 100% covered every one of those visits. It was the most amazing thing. So I had a really good experience with chiropractic. And I'm a firm believer, like I said earlier, that sometimes you really need to be doing chiropractic and massage together. And that's why you'll see a lot of chiropractors actually have massage therapists on staff working in the office because they'll do what I just said. They'll have you go in and get a massage for maybe 15 minutes on the area, then come in, get the adjustment, then go back. And again, work to just make sure those muscles around that bone are very relaxed so they don't start pulling it back out of place again. Okay. So I will say that so I, think, I, I think the place that I went to had massage there and what they, but mm-hmm. I didn't do that. I think it's because I was going after work. So it was like after the normal hours and they would put me mm-hmm. on this like warming mat to get my muscles mm-hmm. like warm. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because basically the first part of a massage is just warming the muscles. You're using friction and movement mm-hmm. to manually warm the muscles. Um, and then once the muscles are warmed, you can start doing really deep work because the muscles will just kind of move out of the way. So like your muscles are in layers. Um, everything's not just accessible on the top layer of your, like right under your skin. So sometimes you need to get really deep under several layers of muscles and you do that by warming, relaxing, and then 
you know, gradually working deeper. Um, so yeah, and I've told people, you know, if you're having, you know, a knot in your shoulder, like, or some bad neck or shoulder pain that you can tell is like a tight muscle or a knot, go stand under the shower, uh, let warm water beat down on it for 15, 20 minutes, and then go take like a tennis ball and lean, um, it up against the wall and, and on your back Mm -hmm. and use that tennis ball to press down on that spot. And that literally mimics exactly what we're doing in a massage, but just you all by yourself at home. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's a great way to do self care in between massages. Or if you can't get in to see a massage, I know I haven't had a massage for the entire pandemic. I don't know if I'm ever going to go get a massage again. That's really close quarters to be with somebody. Mm -hmm. So for an hour or an hour and a half. Um, so that's a little bit weird. And I definitely have a knot in my shoulder right now that I need worked out. So, so yeah, the shower tennis ball thing is like my go-to if I can't get a massage. Um, but yeah, it's, that's goes to, yeah, warming up the muscle is a hundred percent what you're trying to accomplish in massage as your first, you know, goal. Then, you know, then work out the knots and, re- you know, release the tension. Those tennis balls are really so, handy. Yeah, warming that. Like, I also heard that you can do the yes, same thing to ball. release your psoas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and if you have, like, sciatic pain, you can do it on the floor and use it, like, on your glutes. Because mm. um, releasing your glutes is what will relax that muscle off of the um, the, the nerve there that causes that um, pain, which is very common in pregnancy. And, and I know lots of people suffer from that condition. But yeah, tennis ball is like your best friend as far as like self massage. So the other thing I really love. (laughs) So the other thing I really love and is my absolute go to even more than massage at this point in my life is acupuncture. I go to acupuncture anytime anything is maybe wrong with me. At I'm all. So and I'm not right joking now. about that. I'm so jealous right now. <laughs> Again, haven't done it because of the whole pandemic mm-hmm. thing in over six months. But prior to the pandemic, yes, I sometimes would go every week. And, um, and sometimes I would just go when I had something going on. The most common things that I went for were constipation, migraines. I have chronic knee pain from an old injury, which I think we might've mentioned in the working out episode. Um, So a lot of times I would go in and they would literally stick a needle right in the spot in my knee where it would hurt. And that I felt like did more good than all the physical therapy I've done over the years, all the stretching and massage and different modalities I've tried to use to help my knee feel better. Um, Acupuncture. When I was marathon training, that was my, lifesaver that's how I was able to keep going even when I was like really overworked and and exhausted and my joints were just giving out was acupuncture I would go in and tell them everything that hurt and they would put the little needles in you lay down and take a nap for an hour and um usually I feel better like right away um I think what's interesting when I was pregnant oh tell mm -hmm. me this first because I think it's gonna be important (laughs) When I was pregnant, I had terrible morning sickness. Um, and we really need to rename that. Um, I had terrible oh, all day, every day for nine months sickness. Yeah. Um, and so I went in and, and told them, you know, I have this terrible morning sickness. 
and they did little, you know, spots with the needles for nausea. And they also gave me this Chinese herb and I wish I could remember the name of it now, but um, there was these little packets and they had these pellets in it. And whenever I had the, the nausea, I would just eat half of the packet and immediately it eliminated uh, the, the nausea completely. So it was some Chinese herb, Guys, but uh, that was the cool thing about that little place. They also did Chinese um, so medicine. Did the place in so Portland. they, they would, they would sit down. Yeah. Yeah. So they would sit down and, and talk with you and, um, and they would do more than just the mm-hmm. acupuncture. They would, they would recommend herbs and, and other things that you could do as well. And I really liked this little place because it's um, sort of a group acupuncture model. So it's like a big room with recliners mm-hmm. and so there's several people getting acupuncture all at one time and it's on a sliding scale. So it could be like as cheap as mm-hmm. $15 and at $15, I could afford to do that every week and it not really affect right. my budget, even when I was like a poor struggling student. So that I think really, really uh, was important because otherwise acupuncture is a little bit unaccessible right. if you're talking a hundred dollars a session, exactly. maybe. Yeah. Mine was super affordable too, which again is the only reason I was able to do it. And I would have gone all, I mean, I, I went a lot, but I was going to say, I think the interesting thing is that you seem to have gone for mostly physical ailments and issues. And I mostly did mm-hmm. acupuncture now I, ha- I went for a couple of physical was mostly for like stress and anxiety and depression and things that were going on with my mind. And mm-hmm. I really did the moment left, the moment they stuck the needles in, to be honest with you, I felt completely different, completely different. I was just such a different yeah. versus when I walked out. And there are, I have seen acupuncture places around here, but they just seem more clinical and the place that I went I mean some of it sense you know there was like nice little music and there was like a meditative quality to it and it was just a completely different vibe Mm -hmm. than walking into like a you know doctor's care type place and getting acupuncture so I think that the the vibe is really important in that I'd ever gotten acupuncture I haven't been anywhere else I want to just go there for the rest of my life but of course now I live on the opposite side of the country um but yeah so it it doesn't have to be just for your mind or just for your body it can be for anything Mm -hmm. yeah I I definitely felt there was a very meditative quality to it and I sometimes actually brought in headphones because you are in a room with other people so there's sometimes people that that have to talk. Well, yeah, it's that group setting that makes it more affordable. So, you know, when a new person comes in, they're getting settled, there's a little bit of noise, then the person has to come over and talk to them quietly. So I would sometimes put on headphones, and I'd have like these classical music playlists, or maybe some meditation music. And sometimes I'd even sit there and meditate, but I really tried to get my whole mind and body into that activity, as opposed to like sitting there and thinking about oh, I need to go to the grocery store after this or things like that. I tried to really use it as a time Mm -hmm. to meditate. And sometimes it was just being escape when I was in school um, and I was exhausted and final exams were coming up. Sometimes I'd take the lunch break and go get an hour acupuncture um, just as a way to relax and de-stress, not because I necessarily had 
knee pain or, or migraines, but like you were saying, I just need to de-stress and it's a great mm-hmm. way to do that. Um, and there is something very in, in, intense feeling when they put those needles in just the right spot. It's like your whole body so. vibrates. It's like a pain yes, that goes exactly. through your whole body and it's like, yes. whoa, what just happened? Did I just connect with I the, love it. like I love another it. world or something? It's so crazy. It's crazy. I don't understand. Have you ever it. tried to have I ever oh have you ever tried to move your arms with the needles in them like it's impossible to move your arms um I <laughs> one time I had it all the needles all over my face and chest and stomach mm-hmm. and I like I had and arms and I had to scratch something don't ever try oh, no. to do that it was like no. they were when they say no, don't, don't do move, it. just don't move. You don't need to move. Don't. Yeah, yeah. Hate on, you know, visualize that area not itching because it's not a good idea. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I will also say my grandmother yeah. years ago was told by her doctor she had chronic pain. Her doctor that she should try acupuncture. And she even tried it. Um, it wasn't her thing. Wow. Um, she did it maybe one or two sessions. And I know the first session they were like a few sessions before you feel anything or before it, it changes. But it just wasn't her kind of deal. But, um, mm-hmm. and I've heard mm-hmm. that from other people too. I had massage clients that I would recommend this to, and some came back and said they loved it. Some, and, and I've definitely had people tell me like, I felt nothing like mm-hmm. at all and like even when they put the needle in like the spot yeah some people say it just doesn't seem to react with them I don't know if they're just their mind's not open Mm -hmm. to it or it's such a subtle feeling that maybe they just aren't picking up on it or if there's really people that it just doesn't seem to vibe with but that really feels like it goes against the whole Chinese medicine thing about I mean everybody has these Mm -hmm. energy channels so to say that it doesn't jive with some people I'm not sure if that's real but but I, I respect mm-hmm. that some people feel like yeah. it doesn't work for them. And there's so many other things to try that to me, it's like, okay, so that's, that's not your, that's thing, not your right? thing, but there's tons of other things. Inside yeah. You and I guess that's, pain. that's really what we want to, to make sure that everyone understands. I guess that's the point of this episode is that so options out there. So if you're really frustrated with whatever type of care you're receiving or not receiving, there are so many things to try and maybe, maybe we will change your mind about the level of anxiety that you have about something. If you've always been curious about something, <laughs> just try it. Like if you're interested in yoga, so many yogas on YouTube. Yoga is such a great thing for the body and the mind. Um, mm-hmm. Or, you know, like we talked yeah. about meditation last week. If you want to try acupuncture, you acupuncture maybe during the pandemic isn't the best time but think about it and start looking Probably into not. it because it's definitely something to get excited about mm-hmm. trying um yeah and, and don't try it at home yeah, don't don't, don't buy any acupuncture kits I think the problem with acupuncture is that a lot of people are afraid of the needles even if they're mm-hmm. maybe not afraid of needles in a general sense I think people have this idea of like isn't that going to hurt mm. and acupuncture does not hurt me at all um, a lot of times 
the needles, I don't even feel them going in, but there are these certain places where they seem to really connect, like you say, and there's like this zing feeling. Um, and so you get that zing when it, when it hits that spot and there's like an electricity, but that, um, subsides even in the most intense situations, it always subsides within a few minutes. It may still feel very like mm-hmm. high energy, but it's not like that intense ping feeling okay. that you described. Um, my husband is deathly afraid of needles and would never in his life try acupuncture. So he's definitely one of those people where acupuncture just wouldn't be the right fit for him. But I did want to say, since we're talking about this, he went and had mm. hypnosis done to overcome his fear. His dad also has a fear of needles and he tried hypnosis and said it worked. It totally helped him to get over it, which was really good because his dad had a lot of health problems later in life and had to be in the hospital quite a bit. So um, not being afraid of needles, I'm sure was really helpful. So yeah, he went to two different sessions with this hypnosis guy who's ancient and has been doing it for like a hundred years and is supposedly like the best hypnotherapist in Oregon, I guess. (laughs) And, um, and my husband had like a cyst on Mm -hmm. his head or whatever that head bump thing is that guys get. Um, and he'd had it his whole life and he would never get it removed because it involved getting a needle with Mm -hmm. a topical anesthetic, obviously, Mm -hmm. before they start cutting on your head. Um, so he got the hypnosis and he was able to overcome the fear enough to get the cyst removed from his head. Definitely. You know, so I thought that was really awesome. We will definitely do an episode at some point about hypnosis because I have a friend who's a hypnotherapist and it's incredible to me and I also Mm -hmm. don't really understand it. So I get her to come on and talk about it more um so I think it's really important to say I've we'll say what you're gonna say I was gonna say that I've been in hypnotherapy sessions Mm -hmm. several times in my life and to my knowledge I've never successfully been hypnotized I'm I'm super which makes me sad I want to know more about it and I'm very interested Mm -hmm. in it um I've never done it so I do think yeah. it's really important to say, and when you were talking about how people are afraid of needles, this is really important. Listen to this. There are two things, two, two takeaways from this episode. If there's some sort of alternative health that you're interested in, check it out. Maybe go try it. The second thing is research the people that you are going to go see before you go because not everyone is created equal in the world of acupuncture massage or any other thing there are definitely people who will just stick needles in you so you definitely want to check out before i go to anybody i google them i google everything about them i google their reviews i look at and see what people have to say about them and i make sure Mm -hmm. that they're legit Some people just go, I know that a lot of times insurance is a pain. So people just go to whatever person their insurance suggests. And sometimes that's what you have to do, but just make sure that the people that you're going to have good reviews or people have said good things about them, or you've heard good things, or you can go and and have a conversation with them before you, you know, let people start doing crazy things to your body because it's just, I mean, there are, you know, yeah. not, not all doctors are created equal. That's really important. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my advice on those lines also would be don't shop for a massage therapist, chiropractor, acupuncturist, etc. on yes. Groupon. Uh, you do not want people who would accept half price for those services. One of the most important things you learn as a body worker or alternative healing specialist is that your skill is worthwhile and is worth being paid appropriately for. And so I really shy away from these 50% off or, you know, first time client deals because um, I just don't think that's the way you want to be starting a relationship like that. You want to find someone who values their time, who has established practice, a lot of experience and a lot of good reviews. And certainly if you can get a reference from a real friend, a person who's actually been there, that's my favorite way of finding new people. Somebody that's actually seen them like your naturopath. I wanted to see that person because you had been there and you could tell me your experience. And I trusted you. I knew it was real and that you were telling me the truth. So I, I think having references and referrals yeah, is most the most and important the thing. The biggest thing like is, is because have really amazing experiences with all of these things be turned away because you have one bad experience with someone who doesn't necessarily know what they're doing so you know just keep an Mm -hmm. open mind and like you know do some research before you walk into and that mean I would hope that everybody does that with doctors Mm -hmm. too you know conventional doctors as well um and I I kind of over research people but I also usually go to really great doctors so you know Mm-hmm. I think research is very, very important. Um, so I did want to give a special shout out before we wrap this up to Reiki. I heart Reiki really? all day, every day. And I think, yes, well, first of all, I'm a certified Reiki practitioner. I actually became certified in Reiki before I became right. a massage therapist. And it's kind of what paved the way for me getting into doing massage. Um, I practiced Reiki throughout my entire massage career mm-hmm. in conjunction with massage. I didn't charge extra for it. I didn't ask people if they wanted me to do it. Um, right. It just was part of my practice. It was always there. And Reiki to me is one that's kind of hard for a lot of people to wrap their heads around. And that's why I wanted to say something about it on this episode because it's the one that feels the most like, ooh, weird. Which is weird to like, me what is this? You know, it like makes, acupuncture. It makes sticking... perfect sense. You're just mm-hmm. like moving energy. Like, I get it. Yeah. It makes sense to me too, but, but that's why I couldn't charge for it because just placing my hands on someone and saying, I'm moving your energy is not something I can prove mm-hmm. to them I'm doing. If I'm touching your muscles and massaging you, you can tell I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. I can tell I'm doing that. Same thing with acupuncture. If people are putting needles in your body. Well, you know, whether you believe it works or not, somebody's definitely doing something. Reiki, it kind of just looks like you're standing there with your hands over the top of a body part because that's technically what it is. And everything is about moving the energy, you know, just um, through not even touching. There, there's no touching necessary for Reiki to be um, well beneficial but I've definitely felt the energy I've felt Mm -hmm. intense heat from people I've had some really powerful Reiki sessions done to me I actually had a really incredible one at that yoga retreat place 
I was talking about Mm -hmm. during the meditation episode. And I was so exhausted from it, even though all I had done was lay there for 30 minutes and basically doze off. I had to go back to my room and literally take like a three hour nap because whatever had happened in that session really stirred up some stuff in my body and it was I've only had really powerful. Once. So I've, I've had powerful experiences. So, well, really so my tell me about your experience with it. Reiki master. And um, I, when she mm-hmm. was learning how to do it, she did distance Reiki on me. So like I was in Portland mm-hmm. and she was in Los Angeles and my foot hurt really bad and I was having this weird foot pain that like I could not understand and she was like okay sometime this evening like I don't remember the exact conversation this evening like you're going to like I'm gonna do this Reiki on your foot and like I can't remember like the exact situation I don't know if she remembers or what but like I started feeling like this super warm sensation on the area of my foot that was hurting me. And it was just like so mm-hmm. warm and it just kept getting warmer and warmer and warmer. And then my foot mm-hmm. didn't hurt anymore. And I was like, wait, what just happened? Yeah. And that's from like two Ricky, totally different, Ricky, si- like two different states. It was crazy. Yeah. 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 I love that story. And the very first time I had Reiki ever done to me was actually during the certification class. Um, So as part of it, every person has to try it on, you know, someone else in the class. So everybody gets to try it and experience it. And I hadn't said anything to these other students uh, about any chronic injuries or pain that I was having. We didn't know each other. We'd never met before we started that class. And, um, so one of the girls and she's brand new. I mean, she's like the day that she got certified and had her chakras aligned. And I also want to say that once I got my chakras aligned, my intuition and dare I say psychic abilities increased significantly. I had such a better connection in general with the universe and with reading other people, not so much reading their minds, but reading all the cues, the nonverbal cues and just being in sync with things happening and kind We're of like do a whole episode anyway, on that. getting We're your chakras aligned with something on that. Everybody okay. should. But anyway, so this girl is mm-hmm. doing the little Reiki session. She's never done it before in her life. And she gets to my knee and she's holding her hands over my injured knee. And I felt that intense heat. She's not even touching me. Her hands are like three, four inches above my knee. She has no idea that that's a, a, a point of pain for me. And I was just like blown away and was a total believer from that point on. I was like, that's, that's real. I really felt that. And I don't just normally get hot sensations on my knee. Sometimes injuries can actually just feel hot. Um, that's not what this was. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't that kind of a, a situation. So um, I went and the first person I really worked on after getting certified was this young man who had been in like a car accident and was paralyzed from the waist down. And I started doing Reiki on his legs and he actually started getting tingling feelings in his legs, whereas he hadn't had any feeling in his legs since the car accident. And that was so incredibly powerful to me. Um, 
And uh, anyway, I lost connection with that, that guy and I'm not sure what happened, but anyway, uh, that was my first experience really working on somebody and, and them having a really powerful experience too. So I'm a believer. I think it's totally yeah. real and, and a valid I'm into it. Okay, way so of what, healing. What I've, I've realized here is that we will definitely have to have more episodes about these individual bits of alternative Yes. Therapy really is what they are. Um, alternative health care mm-hmm. therapy. Um, so, yeah. I know there are so many more things in that Tai Chi at all. With. So, I guess we'll have to, to chat more about that later. Let's wrap this one up before we, we lose all of our listeners to, um, you know, real life. <laughs> so I do want to, I want to wrap. Yeah. Right. Or true crime podcast for, for more serial killer talk. Um, so I do want to wrap this one up with <laughs> another positive. So what are we grateful for this week? Heather? Well, Kelly, I live in Oregon as you very well know, and Oregon has a dry season. Uh, It rains nine months of the year, and then it's dry for three months. And we just came to the end of the dry season, which is where you get all those wildfires because everything is so dry and brown. And um, so the rains are coming, and it rained all weekend, and it cooled everything off, and now everything is bright and green and luscious and it just feels like the whole earth has been renewed um, due to the rain. Mm-hmm. So I'm so grateful for the rain and that the wildfires are being dampened um, and are going out because of all this rain coming across Oregon. So I finally what about did you? a beach trip this week. <sighs> I did. Yay, you left and, your house. <laughs> um, because it was during the week, there was, there was like nobody there. It was totally safe. Um, obviously like we took our masks and had our masks on at any time when we were going from our car to the ocean but there was no one there like we were completely mm-hmm. wow. for the most part and then we could only stay for like an you know it was during the middle of the week um and we left late but it was worth mm-hmm. the really long drive to and from there for that and then on the way back, we stopped at this place called Baked Shop, B-K, no A, E-D Shop in Charleston, South Carolina, and got vegan donuts. Mm-hmm. And that, again, totally safe. Yay! Popped in, popped out, ate them on the, in the car on the way home. It was amazing. So I am so grateful for nice. that. What um, kind of donuts? So one of them, so they had a buy five, get the sixth free. And so that seemed like a great deal. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't need, you know, three donuts? So we got lemon <laughs> rosemary. And then there was like a maple pecan or pecan. Um, and then a strawberry mm. filled. And they were like, so they were really filling. Yet somehow <gasps> I weighed like three pounds less after eating those mm-hmm. donuts than I did in the morning. So something about donuts, right? It's, it's the sea air. The sea. No, no, I. My friend's mom literally told me you can't gain weight at the ocean because the fresh air. I really air. like it. 
it could be a real thing. I guess I have proof that it works. (laughs) Yeah. I never believed her. But yeah. So So that's good. I'll have to go back and learn that after all these years that uh, she was right. The air causes you to lose weight. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out. Yes. And we look forward to seeing you next week so we can talk all about after life death. Man, we really are. So we started the theme tonight, Dexter. That's right. So we're getting ready for Halloween, our spooky series. Keep it real and have a great week.